0: Okay, perfect. So starting in three, two, one. Hi, I'm Marcy, and I'm Uko. And welcome to the Color Pages Book Club, a bi-weekly podcast that focuses on fiction, <gasps> fantasy, and magical realism written by writers
1: from
0: colorful backgrounds.
1: Yay! Colorful! That's right, (laughs) y'all. We're back here. (laughs) We're doing it again. It's the same stuff, different week. Hi, y'all.
0: Same shit, just different week. Um, I feel like I tried to give that little intro a little judge. Little I'm proud of myself. Oh, I'm like, it. yeah, oh, go ahead, Marcy. You did a little, little little, sprinkle of something <laughs> that happened. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed it. Maybe not. Whatever. Okay, well, today we're gonna be reading <laughs> My Pick next, which is called uh, it is called A Time to Dance, which is written by Padma Venkatraman. So, just to give a little bit of background on the author. So Padma has worked as chief scientist on oceanographic... Is that how you say that? Oceanographic ocean ships um so she worked as chief scientist on those and spent time under the sea um she has also directed a school and lived in five countries fuck it up Ooh. currently she's written five novels which have won various awards she has a strong focus on young adult literature education meditation and yoga you can check out her website where she talks about her life and her general interests and advocacy work
1: yeah we'll put it the link in the description absolutely
0: check her out because if it's anything like a time to dance i'm sure it'll be sickening
1: yeah i really like her website she has i don't know she just like it seems chill she just talks about her life and stuff she likes to do and she really cares about the kids she does a lot of work with education in schools and i don't know i love that it's wonderful yeah but Mm. not before but after that little summary of the author i <laughs> have a <laughs> question <laughs> what is,
0: what is it's just and this is like no Sade, but i was like it was like you were like not before but after and i'm like did, did we need to
1: <laughs> no <laughs> like it could have just been like anyways so i <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, What's your question? Um, Y'all, we have a script. I know it doesn't seem like it from our transitions, but we swear we have one. And so (laughs) sometimes I'm improvising off a script that y'all cannot see or hear. And um, I'm really just having a conversation (laughs) with myself. Okay, so (gasps) this book, (laughs) the main character after the accident she goes through experiences a lot of commentary from different people in society. And some of that commentary is really unsympathetic and kind of awful. And some of it Mm -hmm. is attempting to be sympathetic, but still missing the mark. And some of it is genuinely and beautifully sympathetic and compassionate. And Mm -hmm. it got me thinking, what is the difference between pity and compassion? Oh, my God. I know. Oh, wow.
0: I love that. Oh, I love that question a lot.
1: Because I feel like a lot of times... When people think they're being compassionate, they're actually being pitying, and it's self serving
2: mm. and yeah.
1: I think pitying comes from something to do with ourselves and our fears and our mm. our weaknesses projected mm-hmm. on someone else, whereas compassion comes from a place of decentering yourself and focusing on the person at hand and their humanity, mm. and therefore their dignity, maybe?
0: Mm. Absolutely, literally. I, mean, I was just about to say that. No, I am not. I actually wasn't about to say that. <laughs> but you, in saying what you said, I'm like, wait, that's I. Like, ooh, I love that. <laughs> Can I just copy and paste that? No, I definitely, I absolutely agree with that. I think pity, it, it's funny that you, that you mentioned this self, because I feel like pity often has a lot to do, I feel like, with, Kind of the optics of one's behavior. Like, we're thinking more so about, I guess, how is it being perceived or not wanting to lose any social esteem, things of that nature. And I think also kind of being, it, I think it has a lot to do with like responding to a power differential. Like, we typically will pity someone because we tacitly feel better than them or we feel, I don't know, smarter than them or there's just some kind of Moral or intellectual or you know achievement high ground that we exist on that we are like trying to either like mask but very poorly or we're like pur- purposely making that known in whatever like fake ass behavior we're engaging in. So to your point, it very much is all about the self. And I and I absolutely agree with what you said as far as compassion, like it just coming from a space of like an actual decentering yourself. Decentering yourself and but even at the same time, like holding someone else to a, with a similar degree of nuance and respect that you will yourself. Right. right like I feel right. like it's like you compassion is its most authentic when it's like oh actually regardless of how we may be situated socially or how people might read us in society like i know like on a human to human level like we are like worth wise like there's no there's no differential here right like it's like we are both mm. like expressions of the universe and stardust and things of that nature so like fuck i look like trying to act like i'm better than you girl what like so it's like like i feel like that's kind of where that where, where that comes from um and I think typically, when people when people try to be compassionate and end up being more so coming off as like pitying, I think it's yeah they're just trying to mask whatever yes. differential they do perceive with kind of these social niceties that just don't really go mm,
1: much of anywhere. I think that is a good because it is honorable to be compassionate and it's human to pity but it's not what it's not it's also human to be compassionate
2: Mm. but
1: sorry i feel like we always say things are human when they're bad but like humans can reach such high heights of accomplishment either emotionally or like an achievement and it's also human Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyway um, but i think there is a certain there is a certain like bad response society can have if you pity someone too much right you know what i mean like they can see as Mm. you being condescending so it's like but i guess if you're playing 4d chess (laughs) you want to (laughs) look machiavellian if what or whatnot you want to look compassionate but and you're right if you're not actually compassionate it comes off you're kind of showing your hand but i do think pity it's not like you should Ignore that feeling that you've had because it is t- pitying someone else should make you think why you are doing that. if that makes sense. Like
2: mm, yeah, because
1: it's telling you something about you. And I think a lot of right. things we do as people is we something is supposed to be telling us something about ourselves and we project it on the outside world. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like if you're pitying someone, why internally, do a little introspection and ask yourself why because if someone is compassionate, they already kind of know who they are (laughs) or they already know where Mm. they stand. So they don't have any internal question. So then the compassion comes more easily. I guess I'm saying this because I feel like people, you know, we say like this is better than this or like this is the more loving way to do something or the more expansive way to do something but mm-hmm. i like kind of want to say why things are and what we should do to get to that place so like mm-hmm. if i feel pity for someone who i think or oh, whatever their station in life has left them a certain way what does that mm-hmm. tell me about me am i saying if i were in that circumstance i would not be able to survive and that scares me in a sense mm-hmm. that scares me i don't want to think about it or I, you know what i mean i want to i think this happens with one of the characters who i think is somewhere between pity and compassion with the main Mm -hmm. character because I think she understands how... I think it comes from a place of knowing how much dance means. It's her rival, the main character's rival. She understands how Mm. much dance means. And I can tell from the book that she understands that. And so this devastates her to see because she probably more than anyone else in the book understands how much that means to the main character. So, but the next step, I think after you have that very legitimate feeling (laughs) is Mm -hmm. to ask yourself, okay, so what do I do now? (laughs) Like, and what do I do that now that I've admitted that about myself, where Mm -hmm. do I go outside of my own ego and feelings? Not that your feelings are Mm -hmm. bad, but what do I just, as a person who wants to, contribute to the world anyway so that was my thought process yeah
0: yeah definitely definitely and and I I mean definitely agree with you there and I, I guess the only other thing that I would um add to that is um not me losing my train of thought oh my god what was I going
2: to say? oh I
0: think, I think the <laughs> other piece about pity is that um you know sometimes we can I think I think with that introspection there needs to also be the acknowledgement especially when we're talking about Stations or circumstances that are in no way like individually specific, like you know what, for example, what happens to the main character in this book could ostensibly happen to anyone, anyone, right? And so Mm -hmm. it's like I think there needs to also be a checking of an arrogance, right? Especially Mm. if we're say pitting someone across class lines or whatever. Like if we're assuming that like someone is experiencing a reality that we could like just buy, like fundamentally not experience when that's like literally not the case, it's kind of like okay, well, like why do I think I'm somehow above this, or why do I think that somehow I am? in a protected enough mm-hmm, state mm-hmm. or class or whatever to which I don't have to experience certain types of things when, like, that's literally not even true. Um, I think especially when we talk about disability, like, I mean, when we think of, like, just, you know, the aging process and, like, just how mm-hmm. eventually all of us are going to be disabled. You know, it's just kind of, like, I, I feel like that's something that, that, I feel like there's there's a conversation there specifically within ableism that just I think is, is very, very interesting. The, the, just the checking of the notion, right, that, like, whatever physical realities health stations we experience right now like those are no those are always always transient always Mm -hmm. up to always can be can 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 shift dramatically right and so just um also being mindful of that
1: i think you're so right marcy and to your point like i think when it comes to pity yeah you need to ask yourself like you you need to are strong words but sure like (laughs) <laughs> uh, ask yourself like to be a little bit more humble because you're only a mortal human on this earth. Whether Come it's on. a class thing, whether it's a race thing, whether it's a caste thing, again, an ableism thing, whatever it, it is, that circumstance could very well have been you. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, the hands of fate move differently. I don't know. They the, the, you know, they're up there, there's a pantheon of gods just like throwing dice seeing what's gonna <laughs> happen and you know and i think we anyone and what privilege does for anyone is it makes you believe in an, an illusion of control that's not real right um, exactly and then you uh, you pin or you assign some type of moral or You know, whatever. Like, well, even if it's not moral, it's like, well, I wouldn't have gotten like people. Be like, well, you would never see me out here doing this, getting myself in this type of trouble.
0: Um, people love saying that shit. People
1: love to say, yeah, and it's like, yeah, you don't know if that's true. (laughs) Like, if you were in this, you know, that's why they, you know, it's just that's that's you don't know that you could do all of the quote unquote right things and end up in any circumstance that you're going to end up in, and. We're right. we're mortal and we don't know everything. Apparently, there are a bunch of senses out there, and we only have like six or seven. People are like six or seven. Thought we had oh five. God. Nah, there's like eight. But there's all sorts out there. Everyone's like, is this science? Akko's like, I don't know. The point is <laughs> humility. <laughs> but I, I do think I th- <laughs> they're like it started strong. But anyway, I do think I think your point is correct <laughs> about about arrogance. Um, and mm. and I think about this i didn't want the original question was like what makes people better allies but i was like allies is already a word that i don't love anyway because i think you could yeah i think you could kind of get to the heart of an ally of like are you compassionate towards other people (laughs) and what's like your moral philosophy about life i I think when we say ally you like want to check a couple of boxes and then are very restricted in your compassion and your you know, you're, you're being with someone, it, you make your relationship mm. very flat. Um, yeah. So, anyway, so, but I, I do think that introspection is what makes us compassionate towards others because we we first ask ourselves who we are and what we stand for. And then after right. that, move in that energy in conversation with someone else. Anyway, all right. So, that's, right. that's all I have. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: truly love to see it okay well um i don't have anything else to say so why don't we just take a break i love it you know just take a break and then we'll get into the plot summary a part one of a time to dance
1: back. Woo.
0: Oh, I oh, I was like I was like is, is the woo coming? Anyway, sometimes um, I
1: worry that I add too many woos, but
0: <laughs> never too many woos. <laughs> um Everyone's like, "Wow, episode eighty something, y'all just <laughs> y'all just don't give a damn." And I'm like, "Correct. Is it even episode?
1: Ciao. It could be anything." Okay, so we
0: are talking about a time dance. Um, we're gonna get into <laughs> we're gonna get into part one of the summary. Um, so, for context, for those who are reading along, I know sometimes we don't. We we're trying to be consistent about letting y'all know where we stopped. So we stopped on page one fifty four specifically, mm-hmm. right in front of the chapter that says Boulder. So if you're reading along, let us know. But yes, but this is what happens until then. So our main character is a teenage girl by the name of Vida Venkat, who is a young dance prodigy of Bharatanatyam Dance, which is a classical Southern Indian dance style that actually came originally from the region of Tamil Nadu. So the book starts off with Vida as a toddler, she's in a Hindu temple and she's (laughs) literally climbing a ladder again when i said she's a toddler that's still correct while she's climbing the ladder i know very alarming for all of us so she's climbing up this ladder to like because essentially there was in the temple there was like a ceiling sculpture that had a sculpture of like uh shiva dancing alongside some like celestial dancers so she, like, wanted to, like, climb up and, like, touch the heels of, I think, either Shiva or, like, one of the dancers. Mm-hmm. So while this is happening, there's a priest that's, like, trying to, like, reason with her. That's like, hey, Vita, like, I know you're, like, a topper. <laughs> um, and I know you're trying to find, like, you're really captivated by, by the dance. But know that, like, Shiva's rhythm is, like, carried in all of us. Actually, mm. if, you, if you touch your own chest and feel your heartbeat, like, that rhythm lives on in all of us. And God exists in everything. And it never has left any of us, like, as he said, like, kind of throwing his hands to the sky. <laughs> like looking upward and Vita's like wow like how transcendent and beautiful and then Vita's parents who were like not as convinced are like why the fuck is my child on a ladder she's literally three um, yeah. so that's kind of how it all starts so we know that from, from the gate Vita's very, very into dance as a form of expression so time skip and now we see Vita as a teenager. And the book literally starts out with her finding out that she actually made it to the finals of a Bharatanatyam dance competition. So she's like hella hype. Mm-hmm. So um, so for context, Vita lives with her grandmother, whose name is Patti, her dad, who she calls Pa, and her mother, who, she's, who she calls Ma. So she's like, oh my god, y'all, I made it to the finals of this competition, mm-hmm. fuck it up. And Patti's like, yes, fuck it up. And like Pa's like, yes, fuck it up. And like Ma's like, first of all, why, why is everyone cussing? <laughs> we do it a lot. Um, and her ma is like expressly less excited because um <laughs> basically she's like vita that's very that's cute and all that you're doing this whole like bara thing however um you could also instead be i don't know using all that same energy you know you're real real excited um we could be i don't know studying to be an engineer or Ooh. like a doctor mm. lawyer mm. you know something reliable and um you know a bit more steady and for context you know ma herself actually has she has a bank job her um pa has he works in like a library and like Ma basically just is just like, yeah, like this is all just very much a distraction, isn't really going to help you. We need you, you come from like a middle class background. We want you to get like a high paying, stable job. And we actually find out that Ma, I'm not sure if this will like come up later, but just for helpful context, she was actually disowned by her own family who so she herself actually came from like a rich family. And she was actually disowned for, for by her family for marrying her husband because even though he came from like a higher caste, like he wasn't rich, and so they were like, "Girl, fuck is you doing? Like, this is this is what what is even happening here?" So Vita's like, "Damn, like you really had to like we was really having a turn mm-hmm. up. We were really like excited. I made it to this dance competition. You really had to just fuck it all up. It feels um, like like
1: everybody's like dancing in the room, like and then like right. Ma comes in and turns <laughs> on the light. Everyone's like." Damn.
0: Turns off the music.
1: (laughs) Stop dancing.
0: (laughs) They're like eating chips. She like slaps the chips out of her hand. She's like, what
1: the fuck are y'all doing? Like,
0: Vita, y'all ass needs to be studying to be a fucking doctor. Fuck is you doing doing (laughs) all this? He's like, wow, why aren't you
1: in the library working? And he's like, (laughs) picks up the chips on the ground. Exactly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so, like, um, so
0: after just like mm. completely fucking up the vibe and the party, mm. Vita's like, "Well, girl, I might as well go back to dance class." <laughs> so we see a scene of her in dance class. She's like in her um, dance class, which is taught by a teacher whose name his name is Um Uday Anna. And we see in the scene, she's like she's practicing for for the competition, and she actually does this like really amazing like standing split Ooh. pose, where essentially it, it the the piece that she's doing is um basically kind of showcasing a um I guess a dance competition between Shiva and and his wife, and there was actually a moment in that where he dropped an earring, and instead of just being like you know what, I'm just gonna pick it up with my hand, he was like he was like you know what I'm gonna do pick it up between the toes of my feet and then put it back on my ear with those same feet because flexibility, fuck it up. And I was like, you know what? That's iconic, actually. So Vita's actually able to achieve this pose. And it's like really, it's like this huge moment. She's like, oh my God, I'm just so grateful for my body and what it's able to do. Like, I am ready for this motherfucking competition. And she was indeed- ready for the competition because the next scene she basically is there um (laughs) and she sees her rival kamini who was like doing a like a routine right in front of her and she's like oh my god i'm so nervous kamini's like fucking it up like she's bodying the dance and then when kamini like went backstage Udayana was like you weren't fast enough wasn't good enough Mm, smh and so vita's like wait hold up i actually might i might be able to take this and she does she's able to do the standing split like she's able to do all the things that she wanted to do and ends up winning the competition so everyone is like super proud of her like pa potty even her mama's like okay sure like you do you low-key fucked it up or whatever like i guess girl like you kind of did that i guess <laughs> um <laughs> sure right sure i guess I first guess. place is good enough She's like, i guess um and, and and also too, vita's getting like you know praise from from the from the crowd they're like these three boys who like came up to her and they were like oh my god you were so good like i we like oh my god you're just so good and vita's like not making any attention from the boys like ew like leave me alone but also like <laughs> i love i kind of live um a little. She lives so a little.
2: Oh,
1: by the way she's we mentioned that she's a teenager right
0: yeah yeah she's yeah i but yeah but she's a teenager but yeah she's like she's um she's like around like 14 mm-hmm. to be more specific so, basically, in this moment, um, you know, she she's, like, really... She's, like, on cloud nine. She's super happy. She ends up getting into a uh, a truck. Was it a truck? A car? I think so. Yeah, also,
1: wasn't she, like... Now that she, she's 14, she was like, do I really love dance? Or do I just like the attention that dance brings me? And I was like, girl, aren't you 14? I mean, I... does it matter questions
0: to ask but But it it was just such (laughs) an
1: introspective question i was she was like i used to just originally i used to just love that well like granted i guess she started dancing as a toddler but like i was true and so maybe and maybe like young gymnasts go through this as well where they're like i used to love this for you because you i'm saying gymnasts just because you you tend to become like at your peak as a gymnast really young and it becomes Mm -hmm. like very Competitions and capital and success. Right. A lot of young athletes. Right. So you, yeah, okay. I was gonna be like, she isn't she a little young to have like a deep existential crisis about her, like her true love of dance? But actually, no. Anyway, okay, continue.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and 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 I, I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, I mean, it, she's been dancing for like maj- vast majority of her life, but still like at least like what 12, 11, 12 years. So mm. it's like, yeah, she very much is like you know, I used to be able to feel music in anything. Like I could find music in myself and like now it's like i'm really looking for the music of the applause Mm. and and that's just not the same so she's like kind of thinking through this all of this is short-lived however because she ends up getting into a car with like kamini who's like a fucking hater and like some other people the car gets into this horrible accident they like crash into this tree and as a result like vita like in the instance she passes out and when she and basically because of like the damage of the of the accident they actually have to amputate the bottom half of her right leg so she's out for a couple of days. She wakes up, notices that, you know, like, m- like half of her leg has been amputated and like is struggling immensely. You know, she's like, understandably. first of all, right, very understandably, because she's like, first of all, that was really traumatic, mm-hmm. like the just the incident itself. But also, too, there's like kind of this moment of like dance was everything, I cared about how am I supposed to dance if I don't like if the bottom half of my right leg is just not there here like what does that even what does that even Mm. look like and you know even in in all of this too she's like in the hospital people are kind of like in and out or not coming actually Mm -hmm. um she notices that like People were just kind of moving around her differently. Like, her mother is kind of, like, being way more sympathetic to her. Her dance teacher, Udayana, never even came to visit her. He sent this, like, this, like, tacky-ass card and was like, I hope you get better. And it was like, okay, this is, like, not actually, like, helpful. Um, Vita has a friend named Chandra who did come but, like, was... Sort of acting weird, like, just kind of didn't really know how to, like, behave around her. So she's just noticing that, like, she's moving through a lot of, to process this whole incident and th- and then, too, noticing the ways in which people are kind of, like, moving
1: differently. I, I think part of it is if your friend or your child gets into a car accident that, like, could have ended their life and also, like, ended with them losing their part of their right leg, I, that's a very traumatic thing for for as a family or a friend so it's not like they're moving differently but i think any person <laughs> who is like has to go visit someone in the hospital or has you, you know when that circumstance comes up right. every it would be it's not it's very normal for people to be weird
0: uh, yes it, it very <laughs> very that and and yeah not to not to underscore i mean certainly this is like written from you know vita's point of view and she's kind of like everyone's moving differently but mm-hmm. exactly to your point akko like this is like a communally traumatic event right and it's like how do we even how and, and also they know that she's struggling a lot right mm-hmm. and so you're kind of trying to like engage but not say anything that's gonna like just you know like she like vita's in a sensitive place psychologically right and so you don't want to say or do something that like
1: makes it worse you don't want to yeah
0: exactly makes it worse right like, like you just don't want to make it fucking worse yeah. honestly <laughs> especially if, if this is an experience that you can't relate to right mm-hmm. like you like this hasn't happened to anyone that's around her mm-hmm. but what were we gonna say
1: i was gonna say well I, I i actually was just gonna echo your point so did i need to interrupt probably not so <laughs> mm-hmm, marcy's right <laughs> <laughs>
0: thanks friend. um so yeah so a lot going on you know things taking place so her surgeon a doctor by the name of dr morali Actually has a colleague, this, like, American doctor named Jim. Jim has a last name that we don't know, so we're just going to call him Jim. So, basically, the two of them come together. Well, really, I guess it was largely Jim who's sort of in charge of this. But, basically, they were kind of going to... They decided they were going to create a a prosthesis for her, for Vita. And they were like, we want to make sure that this prosthesis is, like, you know, is very much relevant to the lifestyle that you led right and 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 keeps in mind the things you want to do with dance and things of that nature jim at the time also starts doing like physical therapy with vita kind of helping her to like walk again they don't start off with like a prosthesis or anything they're like you need to learn just how to move around with like crutches and things of that nature and we can kind of like work with the other with the prosthesis and things also it
1: takes time to make a customized prosthetic so yeah it just takes time it's you can't just conjure it up out of nowhere someone's going to make it
0: it just yeah yeah it, it, exactly so there's like, a money it, thing there's, involved there's, so i think jim yeah. is part
1: of a non-profit or something but that's another thing access to a prosthesis technology is not always available which is really yeah a difficult situation okay sorry continue exactly
0: so yeah so 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 it's going to take some time so you know but jim's like regardless you need to know how to use crutches right mm-hmm. like this is going to be something that's going to help with balance just it like just regardless like just period point blank figure and moving forward in your life and so you know the he's he's teaching Vita how to walk again it's really really hard but like you know she's like determined to like you know kind of I guess return to some semblance of normalcy she also finds Jim like really cute she's like oh my god Jim is so fucking cute like Challenger like look at Jim and (laughs) Challenger's like I mean sis if you like it I love it that didn't happen but you know that was kind of what it was giving (laughs) anyway so on
1: the side girl if you like it I love (laughs) it he does like who are you I'm like I mean he's like Vito's <laughs> like
0: who the fuck um, and I'm like I mean Jim's like I, 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 I feel like we kind of give Jim a lot and Jim's like damn bitch like you literally aren't even in the story but okay girl so like me and Jim started beefing but you know that's a sub, sub like side plot <laughs> but anyway um, yeah so like that's kind of like what is giving you know like she's like in the hospital like some more people come to visit her rival Kamini came to visit mm. and was like hella awkward about it but like she at least showed up which Udayana her dance teacher didn't um and we also know too that uh, her mother, Sovita's mother's side of the family, didn't show up because again, they 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 disowned her mom. So yeah. it's kind of like we're only seeing selective familial attention, kind of kind of coming in here. Mm-hmm.
1: Although the people who are showing up are supportive, you know, like Tundra true, and her pa, yeah, and, um, her grandmother, Patty and and Audio. yeah. So yeah. even though, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So even though Vida has support from her family, obviously, car accidents are, are, quite frankly, are just very traumatic experiences. So she leaves the hospital, and this one is, is doubly so... So she, mm-hmm. she leaves the hospital and she experiences PTSD whenever there's a motor vehicle around. That's really hard. And she also notices that people are treating her differently. Her neighbors yeah. are kind of talking in front of her as if she's not there, and random people will ask her about her leg, and it's just really awkward. Yeah. And then I'm, like asking away. I even when I was reading this book, I was like, y'all could have really just not done that. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you fucking at- like true. girl? Like, Silence what happened to your leg? Golden. Are you serious? <laughs> And like one of them is a child, so everyone's like, okay. And then some of the, and you're like, yeah, okay. Kids are children. Kid, um, yeah. <laughs> but then some of them are like adults. We got aunties asking yeah. shit. Like, girl, come, y'all should know better. Come and on. And yeah, I'm like, like <laughs> chill, chill out. So anyway, and then silence. By the way, y'all, silence is golden. Like sometimes, just not saying anything is the best response. <laughs> Give it a shot. <laughs>
0: always an option always free
1: it's it's, literally
0: always free it
1: is free 99 to not (laughs) say
0: 24 7 i feel like 365 but here's
1: the thing i feel like people be silent at the most inopportune times like it will be like true people will talk forever when they really could have just not said anything, and then the second you need them to actually say something, they're like, "Oh, look at this free ninety nine silence over you." You are like, "No, now is not the time." <laughs> gonna-
0: they're like picking up for, like silence out of the bargain bin, and you like, are like, "Are you? They're like checking it out like the grocery." You are like, "Girl, are you really sitting here?" Well, first of all, you don't have to check this right. out. It's free, but okay. um, <laughs> it's been free <laughs> the whole time. Whole right? The fuck.
1: Uh, anyway, um, <sighs> none of that happened. There was no bargain bin, but <laughs> so. <laughs> so uh chandra even chandra her like really good friend initially avoids her and doesn't know how to interact with her but she starts to get better at it and she's kind of because i think chandra's on the, the the cricket team and she's like you know you you are always like so determined and every time you're on the team it helps me be stronger like do you want to come just be on the team like she's chandra's trying to figure out how to be a good friend at a time that is hard for me, mm-hmm. so that's what's happening, so uh, it right. is like I'm fine, let's go. so they go, and then the chil- i i don't know like the children are are like Girl. <laughs> very obviously and like almost overly bullying her like they're using slurs like ableist slurs, and then Mm. I, I, at first i was like are you just using the l- the wrong language but then they were like why should we have to stop saying these things just because this thing happened to her she's too sensitive i was like oh so you're actually going out of your way
2: <laughs> oh so y'all actually <laughs> just suck
0: okay cool <laughs> heard you i was Bad. like that's
1: wild don't do that anyway like, so ha- like in for the benefit... Of I'm sorry, no,
0: I got to no. pop For the benefit of who? Right. Did, did your grades go up? <laughs> did, like, did you... Did anything happen? Like, did you get a raise? Did you get a promotion? Okay. Like, I know you all in school, but like, did you get a promotion? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what... Who benefited from ableism on <laughs> this here today? Like, did your social reputation go up that much? Like, honestly, it was, just like, an, just, odd.
1: It was an odd take down. And then it maybe makes me think that maybe there was some jealousy of Vita before. Maybe like did, mm. I, Vita thinks she was like an awkward, you know, you're, she's a teenage girl. Sometimes we think we're awkward and that no one likes us and that we're ugly, but which is not true. But, you know, puberty. So she has this image of herself as like awkward and like whatever whereas maybe other people thought she was like really cool and beautiful and graceful and they were jealous and now they're saying things because it's like a change in fortune and that makes them feel better anyway chandra and patty are like we're your support system just to remind you particularly patty's like you've always been beautiful and you're very graceful that's just always been who you are so you know like keep your head up you got this Mm -hmm. because is like struggling with self-esteem, obviously, because the school's full of like 1980s villains. Anyway, so her, <laughs> 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 so then Jim is helping out a lot. I actually really like Jim. I don't, I, I key same. Uh. I really, and I think he's really well written. I also, I this is not the discussion section. I I like how the author writes it. Anyway, so Jim also <laughs> gives her like a child prosthesis and he tells her about all these disabled dancers in the past who left really wonderful legacies. So he mentions like a black tap dancer named quote unquote Peg Leg Bates, and an Indian classical dancer. And another Bharatanatyam dancer, Sudha Chadran, who Vida takes a particular liking to, obviously, because that's her style of dance as well. So... Mm -hmm. Vita is getting a hang of her trial prosthesis and she notes it's like super heavy and it feels off balance. But it's actually really interesting because Jim is kind of having this like collaborative process with her where like she'll say something and then he'll be like, okay, this is really good for me to know for when I make your customized prosthesis. And he just seems really, he's like, you know, I actually saw Suda when I first came here and that's what really inspired me about prosthetics. Jim just seems really invested in not just mm. prosthesis, which is important, but also making it relevant to the person who needs it and right. and making it the most useful to whatever life they want to live, right? And I, I really mm-hmm. like that about about it. I, it was a moment to me of compassion and he just never really talks down to me. She mentions like, no adult had really like wanted to shake my hand or told me to call them Jim instead of like doctor. And it's really mm-hmm. affirming to her. And, and so I really like Jim for that. Anyway, so- Vita, uh, now, back to someone who's not helpful, she tries to go to uh, <laughs> Uday's dance school, and she overexerts herself, mm. and Udai's like, I guess you should just give up on all your dreams. And she's like, oh, but what about all oh, these people
2: oh
1: who like, were able to co- achieve their dreams despite the limitations society put on them? And he's like, I guess you should just give up on your dreams. So oh um, Kamini is actually, her rival, is actually really sympathetic to her, and, and I think she's... She's doing a bad job of it, because Vita's like, you're feeling a lot right now, and I'm the one who just got kicked out of my class, and it was really sad, and I don't have an excessive amount of energy to comfort <laughs> and Com- you. And Kamini's, like,
0: crying uncontrollably, <laughs> and it's like, I just feel like y- this is now about you, yeah. and I don't, Help. <laughs> I just feel like that's not really the most helpful right now, right. but okay.
1: And it's like, we understand, Kamini, where you're coming from, but I think it's a moment of, like, yes, can you give <laughs> Vita, a little bit of room though, and a little bit of space. Um,
0: I just imagine like the two of us go. literally like interrupting this conversation between the two of them being like, Kamini, I just feel like, like, I, I understand you're really feeling a lot right now, but I just think we should maybe like pivot some more attention
1: to like, I feel like we like tag team the situation and I'm like, Kamini, do you want to just like come over here and we can like get a snack? And Marcy's like, I'm just going to go help Vita out for a second here. None of this happened because Marcy and I were not in the story. And who knows, maybe we would also be problematic if we were there. But as outside spectators who are the novel, well that's what we came away with anyway so um (laughs) patty ignores marcy and Aka when they bring vita home because they're not in this book patty tells vita about a dancer named dr darbon and her approach to baratanatyam is a more like spiritual holistic sort of all-encompassing emotional experience like emotional expressive and like self transcendental experience. And I kind of loved it. And then Patty was like, as a Mm. footnote, I'm sure that this person is way better than Udayana. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And Patty was like, (laughs) (laughs) so anyway, um, she was like, Udayana ain't, ain't even hit no
0: shit. So I don't know how he was talking the most shit when like his technique is looking like this, but you know, that's not my it.
1: Dr. Dolphin has self transcendental in her description. I mean, that's (laughs) Like, I mean, right.
0: like, literally, Patti literally was like, I saw her perform once and I fit like she became invisible on stage. And I'm like, OK, so you're just like defying the laws of gravity. Like, right. <laughs> like,
1: like, yeah, no, you should have so. started with her anyway. So Vita exactly is encouraged should. by Jim and Chandra to look up Dr. Dabon, And the res- resume is impressive. It hits. It's It's exactly what Stacked. everyone's looking for. So they meet and Dr. Darwin is quick to tell Vita that Bharatanatyam is not about competition, but instead it's about connecting to something larger and deeper than self. And you're like, oh, I love this so much. And she's like, "Here's the kicker, though. To get this transcendental experience, where you're invisible on stage and all that, you're gonna have to start from the beginning, class, with the babies." <laughs> and she's like, "Cool, cool, cool." And it's like, also, it's definitely taught by a boy who's your age, whose name is Govinda, and Govinda is cute or whatever. Like he has midnight hair and olive skin or whatever, and he looks like you could like mm. maybe he could toss you around a little or but whatever. But like a uh, cop, cop, like <laughs> oh my know, god. Whatever. <laughs> so, like, well, we don't know. I don't know. So Vida gets, uh, you know, her customized uh, prosthesis, and it's actually really helping her dance well, and it's it's going pretty it's going pretty well. But it's still hard, right? It's it's a new experience. So you, it's gonna be difficult, and she notices that Govinda is like super patient with her in class, and he like says this really beautiful prayer to her, and is like. There's an apology to Mother Earth in there. There's, like, all this stuff, prayers to Shiva. It's just, like, really beautiful. And I don't know. The whole book is actually kind of gorgeous. But um, so Vita is frustrated at her loss of progress. But Govinda assures her that you know dancers have 10 talents which i really like so it's like balance agility steadiness grace intelligence dedication hard work the ability to sing well i don't know oh, sure the ability to speak well <laughs> and to see deeply and expressively and that's really come on cool i don't know if i sing well i mean i might be out of the running but i could get nine out of 10 that's a 90 right anyway fuck it up <laughs> That's an A minus, yeah. So anyway, she's only. Do you think the same grading? Whatever. I was going to ask if the same grading spectrum like still applies. I haven't been school in, in school in a minute, but
0: I, oh god, I. I
1: maybe I, they're just using stickers now. Like maybe it's not even.
0: Yeah, like my mouth is like a Like I literally have no. Uh, I don't, I literally know it. Like, do they even do grades? Like, right? I mean, grades are
1: oh fucked. archaic and a little <laughs> bit ridiculous. Like, just, yeah.
0: Yeah. So hopefully they're not doing grades anymore. Let me know if they're doing grades anymore. Isn't Govinda
1: like 14? How is this guy so wise? Anyway. It's like kind of...
0: Yeah, everyone's like very kind of beyond their years, honestly.
1: So Govinda's like, look, you've only temporarily lost three. Balance, agility, and steadiness. And the rest are within you, and we can get the rest back. And we can get the other three Mm. back. So... So that's really, you know, assuring to her and it's like very lovely. And Chandra's like mm-hmm. sitting there eating an apple with Ako and Marcy and she's like, "Sounds like uh sounds like you and and Govinda got a little a little something." Done. And she's and Vita's like, "How are you still here and why did you bring them?" And they're like, "What about Jim?" And it's like a whole conversation and Vita's like, "I'm I'm just going to go over here and like eat lunch, but like see y'all later." Right. So So it's like she's like
0: teasing her. She's like, "Oh my god, love triangle." Right. And Vita's, like, "Girl, can you sh- shut
1: up yes but it's very cute it's very whatever whatever so anyway so that's the end of part one which is up to page 154 as marcy said at the top of the summary and we're gonna take a break and when we come back we're gonna get into our thoughts and feelings let's do it see you on a bit
0: And we're back. So, yes, we just finished our apples with Chandra. So now we're going to get into our discussion. So for those of you who may be new to the Color page Book Club, hi again, Marcy. (laughs) But usually what we do here is we like to just kind of give our overall thoughts and feelings and then get into the nitty and the gritty. So I guess I'll start. So, also, I don't know what this mood is. Yeah, y'all are like, this bitch is on (laughs) a thousand. (laughs) But, um, but yes. So, overall impressions, I really, really, deeply love this book. I feel, it's just, I just... And there's a lot of personal bias coming in here. Um I don't know. I I don't know if I've talked about this much on the podcast, but I I come from a dance background myself. No, um, you
1: have never ever told us you were a dancer. That's <laughs> never happened.
0: <laughs> They're like, okay, so you were just waiting for another chance to bring it up. Okay, love that um about you. Um so yeah, so never did bartonatium, but you know, I, I you know, like things like ballet, hip hop, you know, jazz, West African styles, things like that. And I, I feel like in reading this, it was really nice to just just like to read a book about dance and to kind of like relate to a lot of Vita's psychology. I feel like there were a lot of nuances that were kind of brought mm. up in her characterization. For instance, when she was in like before she was in that like horrendous car accident, like she talked a lot about this deep appreciation of her body and being like, I'm just so appreciative of like what my body can do and like it just it, it affords me so much. And it was interesting because I feel like in in her talking about her own body, I feel like I, I recognized recognize a nuance that like I'm myself and like I, I think a lot of other dancers can maybe relate to, sort of having this relationship with their body where it's like on one end you're very you can be very aware of it, like very, very aware of like where your body is in space, your alignment, like how you feel, but then at the like how it feels and how it's sort of maneuvering. But at the same time with that can almost be almost like a like a like a mechanation or mechanic mechanic mechanation i guess uh, is that a word mechanization mechanization there we go like a mechanization of your own body where it's like you see it almost as like a like a vehicle that needs to be fueled or like a thing that needs to be like kept up it's like it's almost like this detachment that can develop mm. a little bit and with that i think can come sort of unrealistic standards or contempt for mm. the things that we are not able to do or not yet able to do and just kind of having a relationship with your body that's at 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 the same time appreciative but also very tenuous. And so and I and I think a lot of this is sort of surfaced within, you know, Vita's sense of self. Like she, you know, she's struggling a lot with self esteem and things like that. And I think kind of that fleeting relationship with her body, I think you, mm. the, you you see kind of some some parallels there as well. So I just I think nuances like that were really, really dope. I also just really like the way that the book was written. It was written is so it's very interesting because it's like it's written as if it's like a series of poems, mm-hmm. but it's like prose. Yeah, so it's like the book reads fairly linearly, but like at this, but the the, but the way, way that the words exist on the page. It's it's like it's like there's only a couple of words per line, and there's like these like kind of brief stanzas. Mm-hmm. It works and like these like it really little works. little. Yeah, it's like these little vignettes of her life. Yeah. Um like the chapters are like super short, like like four pages at the most. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like but to your point, Akko, it's it's very it's very effective, and I feel like there's like a I, it it feels a little disjointed sometimes. But I feel it just it works. I don't know why it works, but it just does. And they're like, "Wow, really?" Like it just works. I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, girl, whatever. It's not that's not specific, but it just works." What do you want from me? <laughs> um, but. Yes, yeah, so like I feel like the way that it's written is really, really dope. Yeah, I really like a lot of the nuances. We'll we'll kind of get into more of those. But like from my own, just like kind of personal background, it's just it's it's really nice to to read this and also to like. Have this deep analysis of dance and its intersections with like body image and self-actualization, ableism and things like that happening outside of a Western context. Mm. I feel like that's also something that like we, I I know I have not experienced a lot of. And so I, I like that Bharatanatyam is like at the center of it. And in describing it, like there's not this over explanation of what's happening. It's kind of like, okay, we're going to use, we're going to talk about like the hand mudras and like other things. And like, if you just don't get it, girl, look it up. Look it up. Shit and come back, you know what I mean? Or like, like, and that's just the tea. So it's just, yeah. I, I, I really, I really, really, um, I'm really enjoying it so far. But, um, Aka, what are your, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I really like the book as well. I think the, I mean, I don't have, a I agree with Marcy that it, it works because it works. But I also think it works because, <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think it works because the book as a poetic in the poetic form that it's in Mm. allows it to express Vita's feelings a lot Mm -hmm. better than I think if it had to just be a linear, I mean, it's still linear, but like a, a more, I guess, traditional prose. It's just a little bit more, you know, like she can have a thought or or a feeling and that feeling can kind of hang in the sort of like liminal space that poetry allows. Which, mm. like, whereas in prose, it would be like, what is this? <laughs> uh, because <laughs> poetic form, you're like, oh, yeah, it's just like a drifting, uh, casual thought. I, there's one part that I thought was really, really, really kind of, you know, as an example of this is when she gets her prosthesis and her family is like, oh, are you feeling? Like, are things better now? And and she was like, uh, the, the prose kind of goes something like, I said I was better because I knew they wanted to hear that and that's what i was supposed to be and it kind of just like drifts off with that line it's very poignant because Mm. without saying a lot and like going into it, it it kind of both expresses that things are still un unresolved right but also the societal expectation and also that distance and how much that distance can hurt but not in like not in like the stabby stabby way, but in that like quiet, right. silent way, and I think it would have mm. been less poignant if they'd been if she had said all that, uh, uh, including the word stabby stabby way. <laughs> 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 so yeah. So anyway, the the form of the book is really effective. The last, I feel like our last episode was like very academic, and so we're just like. Fuck it. Here's Marcy and I going <laughs> Here's
0: a what we think. Girl, like, whatever. So I
1: really like that yeah. I that part about the book I really like. I really like I I'm pretty sure this is a young adult book. So really I'm like two for two yeah. on young adults. So this is the second one that I really liked this season. So no one can say I don't like young adult fiction because I, I Wait, what was like the first it. one that you liked this season? The whale it.
0: Ah yeah, yeah I forget I Oh yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm.
1: Um, I think it's written to a younger audience, but it doesn't talk down to your audience, which I really enjoyed as well. Um, yeah. And what else did I like? I really like the, I like, like I said, I really, I, I like the way, Jim and Govinda are, are sympathetic, and I want to talk about that. Right. But actually, before I talk about that, I want to parrot off of a point that you made earlier about dance. Come on. And the body. Mm-hmm. I I do think that this book, you know, because I think in, a, in in the U.S. or from my experience in the 21st century in the U.S., I think there's a lot of attention on the aesthetics of the body, which is fine. I mean, mm-hmm. things are pretty. People are pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But there's also something beautiful about the function of the body, which is to say mm. and that that function is varies for everyone. Right. How your body functions or whatever, what what you have mm-hmm. or don't have. But, um, and there's there's something about that focus if you shift your lens to think about what your body does, just in general um it's like my one of my favorite lines from a Regina Specter song is she goes, "I have a perfect body because my eyelashes catch my sweat, and it's just such a mm. fun line because it's like it sort of divorces um the body from like the the kind of oversaturation of like aesthetics and like quote unquote beauty. Mm. And I really like that. Now, granted, you know, you might not have eyelashes or yours might not catch your sweat, and that's very frustrating. But I think the point is, whatever thing, mm. like whatever feature that your body has that like h- mm. lets you live and go through this world is like really, really dope. And if you look at it that way, yeah. you can appreciate the body without getting like sucked into like the aesthetic and like am i perfect enough am i rated properly on this patriarchal capitalistic scale that says mm. i should and shouldn't get things and i i liked what you were saying marcy about looking at dance and the body and movement from a different cultural perspective and and what the focus is on and so hearing govinda and dr Da, da, um, yes <laughs> in their mm-hmm. kind of idea the body as this like vehicle to like this transcendental self-discovery as like another way of expressing like the existence or even the 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 person in the the temple before who was like every single person is just like you're you're the beat of your existence, the palpitations of your heart Mm. are actually like a spiritual experience. Like that dance is just Mm. like another expression of like the universe moving through time space. It's like, man, Mm. you think about it like that, like humans are rad, you know? Anyway, so, I really like that. And it's done so yeah. simply. Like, it's just, like, said as a matter of fact. They're like, well, of course everything is the universe, and the- and the universe is everything. Right. Like, what did you think? And I'm like, I don't know. Right. So. That's.
0: I. Mm. Were you done? I don't I don't want
1: to. Yeah, I... I was. I was like, man, Akko, pontificate, William. But anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're
0: fine. No, I did want to. I wanted to respond to that. I I really. I'm really, really happy you said that because I think the aesthetic obsession is very real. And especially, I, I think there's like a, I don't know what it looks like across different cultural contexts, but like I feel like dance, at least from the ways of, in which I've experienced it, can come from like a, like there's a beauty in something being inaccessible. Mm. Or like there's a beauty in something being like only... Like it takes a lot of training and time and grits and like you know pain and blood and whatever the fuck mm. to like get to this point I think there's a there's there's something that has to be fundamentally separate or different about the dancer to be considered like now you occupy a body that is worthy of beauty because you you exist in a space that not mm. many of us exist in because you can physically do things that most of us cannot, and it's one of those things where i think I think there's a lot of issues with that kind of paradigm and i and I agree with you that like it should really we should really be looking at like finding beauty in the function that all of our bodies possess like there shouldn't be this dichotomy between like what is a body that is deemed beautiful versus one that isn't both in a sense of dance but also just in general Mm -hmm. right but it's interesting because i think hearing you speak it it made me think of the fact that what i love about dr donham and 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 govinda is that they they and even the priest at the very beginning like there's this idea that what is happening internally, like your own internal conversation, your your whatever your intention is, whatever that internal monologue is, like that permeates into the space mm. as well, irrespective of what your body may be physically doing. Like there is a there is a permutation that is taking place right. there that can like take an audience to a place. Mm. Whereas I feel like oftentimes we, we you within dance we can be taught that like. Versus it being inside out, it's outside in. Mm. It's like, okay, because I can physically do this thing, because I look this way or I can do whatever, like now you can take a deeper meaning based on what my body can actually mm. do versus like, oh, whatever my intention was or whatever I'm internally bringing to the space, that is also part of the dance. Yeah, And like, that's also part of the takeaway as well. And so I just feel like that, I, I love the inside out. How you approach this is also really, what like, I mean, it. if you're not doing that, are you a dancing? Right. And I'm like, I... I love that shift because, because speaking to the, the accessibility piece, I mean that's cert- I mean we can all carry whatever intentions we want to bring into whatever I mean, be it dance or whatever artistic or otherwise practice but, yeah. that we're kind of going about in our lives. And I think starting from that space, it just it, it really evens the playing field in so many ways. And I just, I just, I really, really liked that paradigm because then it makes it it makes it strange to like have a relationship with. Well, I won't say strange, but it disincentivizes having a relationship with your body that's needlessly critical because you're not able to you know reach whatever inaccessible aesthetic standard that that's being laid out because it's like what's internally going on here is also going to be very important so like if i'm having all this internal discord with my own body and like all this contempt like that's going to also show up in like any performance that i bring as well right. not to police anyone who who is struggling with those things but you know it just it just brings that into question more mm. um and And questions the idea that like dancers should be kind of disproportionately more critical of 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 their bodies Mm.
2: um, and things of that
0: nature. So because I think that can also be very romanticized, like the struggle, the self image piece, like that movie
1: Black Swan. Um, Definitely, Mm. yeah.
0: Like it's almost fetishized. Like it's like oh, like but in the pursuit of beauty, of course this dancer had an eating disorder. Of course, you know, like things like that. Where I'm like, this we don't. I don't think we need to like glorify this or act like this is somehow normal because it's prevalent
1: yeah how we could I, I think we yeah how we consider that the problem is capitalism like not to be that oh definitely that person. right oh definitely because <laughs> and i also it, because and i think that it kind of talks about this at the beginning a little bit when she was like am i doing this for my love of dance or for the applause um it's not mm. maybe this is you know maybe i'm kind of making a couple of leaps here but it's fine i feel like they're you know dance when Govinda talks about it 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 feels like i mean to be fair i mean if to make money off of dancing is also perfectly fine more than fine it's astounding but if you don't make money off of dance that doesn't make the practice of dance any less of value you know and i feel like Mm. because dance existed before capitalism will likely Mm. outlive capitalism and it's meant so many things and it's one of those things is sort of like, like any art, which is an expression of the universe and an appreciation for b- being alive <laughs> or a, right. a making meaning out of the you know components of this existence. Yeah, I think that's... I think when we... I think what you're touching on is the fact that capitalism kind of makes us decide that the only value is like exchange value or like the value mm. someone's willing to give fame and fortune too and then right. with that comes this, there's like a passage where they talk about how the dancers were originally it was like a cast and it was a cast before cast was like necessarily a hierarchical thing but it was like a, a cast where it's like it was sacred kind of spiritual practice mm. and then it was yeah. like and the side effect is that they couldn't they couldn't be in relationships and then later that became denigrated into sort of like a for the male gaze (laughs) and the consumption Mm. of and it that's i think that's what it is right like what if we gave meaning to our movements that were outside of it being consumptive or even competitive Mm. not that there's anything wrong with competition all done in like good fun or not fun i don't know whatever the point is there's a lot of ways (laughs) there's a lot of meanings to movements and a lot of mm-hmm. meaning to bodies and it doesn't have to be the ones that maybe we've had for a while under like the last century or so okay cool
2: right
0: no and and that is that is super your point is very well well taken cuz like i i mean i mean i, I mean uh, it's just true right yeah. like it's just just it's like when we are engineering be it dance or any other form like art form through like a capitalist sort of engine it's like the its value is intrinsically linked to whatever economic output it produces or we predict it to produce Mm. right so it's like if if if, and i think in that you see a lot of see this is this is really hard for for, to have this conversation because it's like i my understanding of dance is very western and i i really don't want to like remove the nuance of like what's happening in Vita's life and making it seem like our experiences are interchangeable. But like, so naming that, but I think when we, at the very least, when we're seeing kind of like these more, I guess, commercial forms of dance, I think that it becomes about the spectacle Mm -hmm. as opposed to the intention of the person. And I think, and I think people, it it becomes about what is like visually the most interesting, what is something that has worked before. Um, And then I think there can be a lot of obsession with like kind of the classics and things not at least from what i've observed in my dance practice right. like just people being like mm, but like this is a classic though let's not change this because it's always it's always been this way in a way that can also make it inaccessible like, the art form unresponsive to like changing cultural tides and like cultural significances and things of that nature too um i'm not sure what that would operate like in india but like these are just yeah some things i've just kind of
1: observed well i think and, you know, I could be putting words in your mouth, but I think what you're speaking to is with that, it when the focus is, on, is excessively on the aesthetic, then it becomes right. what body and maybe under a capitalist colonialist regime, which prizes certain types of people over another, or even if we remove it from the U.S. context, a, a caste regime, which prizes certain whatever, whatever, Mm. the question becomes like, what body is allowed, quote-unquote, to be in the space Mm. of dance, right? What body is aesthetically pleasing enough, beautiful enough, and then, you know, that becomes in a lot of places like is a black and brown body allowed to do dance is this body allowed to Mm -hmm. be in this space is this body is this person of this size allowed to do this person is someone who's an amputee Mm -hmm. allowed to dance this dance it becomes exclusionary or prohibitive Mm -hmm. and because the point isn't the internal communication of an of an expression of the universe or your art or your beauty to another person, but mm-hmm. rather what is it that society deems as, as valuable under a certain regime. And I think that's right. what the book is, is discussing or, you know, it's like, if you look at it purely from this lens, perhaps it does, it is exclusionary, which is why, what's his name? Uday?
0: Yeah. Uday Yeah. As
1: a, as a foil to Dr. Daban because Mm-hmm. he's like look now you're kind of you can't do it <laughs> so now you're out mm. and you're like well what does it mean to be right. able to do something and what are we trying to convey and what are we trying to accomplish and right. and and so you know anyway so and then you know even with and, kameen um her rival dancing and he, uh, yeah. she comes off stage i'm sure she's done a, a phenomenal job and he's just like you were too mm-hmm. slow your movements were not fast enough you're not the best so why are you even here <laughs> you know um <laughs> it's like, you, stoking this rivalry I, I just and again right competitions are fun who doesn't love a good competition you know a good just why not or and then obviously dancing for for a living is a wonderful thing it's not to say that these things aren't it's just to ask you know if there are i'm not gonna say star i feel like i always go with like stars but i'll go with flowers if there's like a bunch of flowers in the field we can't we have different Mm -hmm. flowers we definitely can so
0: i know that's right because especially when we're when we're going underneath the paradigm that like dance is an expression of the universe that it's like it is speaking to how how did you voice it like like just the universe moving through time space like it literally doesn't make sense to be that exclusionary like how many more forms of dance or how many how many dance forms could have been like you know truly Mm. truly enhanced or expanded or like just new ones to create it all together like if if the paradigm was truly one about like allowing for Mm hmm Folks to bring forth like whatever it is that they whatever truth it is of the universe that they want to like convey through dance. Like we're just allowing that to take place. Um also
1: not to be that person, but as as a West African, dancing is like breathing. Like it's really not mm -hmm. like I feel like and I think this extends to the black community, but there's just like the Yeah, yeah. the diaspora in general. (laughs) Like and i actually yeah. i think the, there's a there's a latina latino community can also relate to this depending on where mm-hmm. you're from some of it it's not even really like i think one of the weirdest like code switches for me to understand when hanging out in like predominantly white spaces is is, is how innately sexual dancing is like Mm. Like I, so I, sometimes it really confuses me because it's like d- sometimes it's it, it's just dancing. Like it's dancing because Literally. you dance. Like it's a party, so there's dancing and there's music right. and there's food. Those are the three. If there's no food, there's no dancing, Period. and there's no music, it's not a party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you must have all three. Honestly,
1: <laughs> uh, there might be music just because I visited. Like, but I'm, I guess my point is right. like dancing is an expression of community it's expression of fun of joy it's just part of it and i do know america has this history of like you know like footloose where they're like god said no dancing and then they're like actually god said yes to dancing and you're like i don't this is not a conversation an african like, would have not,
0: <laughs> like, right like this is not my narrative
1: right but like,
0: i it, mean i guess y'all found freedom it would be very <laughs> right
1: like <laughs> this trajectory wouldn't have happened. no one would have thought to stop dancing <laughs> so yes. there wouldn't be a need
0: would it be a movie
2: here? right but, okay to reinstate it
1: and i think and and so like i get that that you know and so when there's that i don't know that relationship with dance then maybe there's more whatever i don't know the u.s has a lot of things that's got to work out but similarly (laughs) to similarly to this book i was like i get anyway whatever that's let's talk about um healthy masculinity (laughs) because why not yes No, I was just going to say, I think Govinda and Jim are both really healthy examples of masculinity in this story. I think Jim, first of all, I like how the, the, the writer writes Jim i think she doesn't Mm -hmm. really rely on his skin tone he's white he's a white man but she doesn't really Mm -hmm. rely on his skin tone she does i mean there's like lines about he's like oh he's like a british gentleman and i was swoony and sure whatever but i think one of my favorite lines was like she was like it didn't really matter if he called me like kiddo or ma'am i could just see like the crinkle in the side of his eyes and i Mm. i really like that because i think the way people's eyes, like, crinkle and other people's eyes, they kind of moon, they turn into half moons when they're very pleased or indulgent or, or mm. invested. I think it's a really beautiful way to describe people outside of, like, your typical blushing, you know, mm. whatever else people use. And uh, it's it typically goes across race lines and goes across gender lines. And, and it's And it conveys, I think, a deeper communication. So I really liked how the writer talked about jim and jim would like say things that were like i could understand why veta was like falling for this man when he was like i'm gonna make you a prosthetic that you can dance with like and he's so earnest and like so it's such Mm. an intimate connection it's like it's like not intimate like sexual like intimate like like i I don't know how you else to say intimate i guess like invested (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but he just and then he'll you know, and it it was like stuff like he would be like, trust my leg, like he. Re- and then she was like, she- and then he was like, I mean, your leg. And then she was like, our leg. And it you could tell he was like, I'm invested in this, making this of use. Like I, I am mm. investing myself in this for you, right. and it, for me, that seems when I think about someone using their privilege. I don't even want to get into privilege. I want to say, like, that's how we are good to each other. Like, that's that's what we mm. should do as people to be good to each other. But if you put it, if the person is political, right, that's that extension of investment is how you use your privilege to the benefit of others who need it, right? right. And so I really liked Jim. So anyway, our point is it's, it's about the actions people take. And, and there is a way for us to communicate it to each other across differences. And I just like Govinda because Govinda just seems unbothered by by differences and he talks to her just as probably he would talk to anyone, but with the compassion Mm. that she's clearly going through a difficult time. So, Mm. and I I think, I guess what I'm getting at with why I think this is healthy masculinity is first and foremost, it's just healthy human behavior. And before we get into gender, I think it's imperative that we just understand that humans all have a baseline responsibility to act humanely towards other humans, (laughs) That doesn't change what gender you are. And I think the problem is we think privilege allows us the ability to not do that. And that's inaccurate. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is they both clearly identify as men and they do things that are, I guess, traditionally seen as masculine, But they're not violent. They're done for the benefit, the goodness, and the protection, or even just the love or the prospering of somebody else, which is to say that you don't have to use masculinity for bad. You can just use it to add to the tapestry of existence. And, yeah, so I really liked that expression of these. And Pa, Pa is a great dad. He's up there with, what's his name? Oh, yeah. and... Who is the other pa that? Right,
0: librarian ass. Right, you're reading books. Not you're reading books. Right, not pa, caring about
1: okay. the cast. System. Look at you. I know. So. Like, uh. <laughs> 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 I was about to throw in a zaddy, but we'll let it go. So anyway, Govinda, and, Tim really? and Pa are really—they're just—they're just compassionate <laughs> people, and it's cute. And Govinda obviously cares about dancing. He cares about kids. It's really very fun. Anyway, so I liked that. I thought it was great. What did yeah. you think, Marcy? yeah i mean i i totally agree and that's something that
0: i i didn't even really notice or name until you said it but like yeah like the men i mean udayana the worst but like aside from udayana Mm -hmm. i feel like the men are pretty i'm like i don't be handing out stickers i feel like i'm like entering a room like a long hallway with like people in front of me i'm like i don't usually hand these out i don't i really don't but you three can have here you go gold star for today up until page 154 gold stars for each of you now don't don't fuck it Ooh, up now don't, don't 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 ha- don't be embarrassing me giving y'all <laughs> these fucking stickers and y'all act y'all act a fool in part two don't do that don't do it. it's mm. not cute please mm. please just don't so that being said metaphors aside i did think that like everyone was like there, there was just like a very healthy like and, and to your point there was just like just it was just decent human behavior there was no like oh let me utilize this sensitive moment in vita's life to like be horrible mm-hmm. or like what like it was just like you're just treating her kindly and with respect and with nuance that's like really important mm-hmm. i think especially govinda i think what I, I what i love about his character is that first of all i feel like govinda said like three words i feel like he just carries <laughs> like sort of like a like a silent wisdom like throughout a lot of the scenes which we love to see um but two like he's i like that in his teaching style it, especially to your point working with kids i feel like this is this is my own internal bias like seeing like men why well, is like a teenage you know he's a teenager but like just seeing like you know men work with kids i feel like there's a part of me that's always like oh i feel like this makes you like more compassionate which is like not true i know that doesn't there make some sense but like i feel like just they're,
1: terrible but anyway <laughs> i know
0: but there is there is that initial bias mm-hmm. that i have to then be like girl that doesn't that actually doesn't mean shit but seeing Him with exactly to your point, like work with Vita and be very much like I'm going to just be very matter of fact. Like one of the kids asked, like, "What happened to your leg?" and he was just like, "Oh, like she was in an accident." Like just like very like run of the mill, whatever. Just like is very casual with her, but at the same time, like does treat her with like the nuance that she needs, right, in this class. Like he's he's not like this overly casual nature where he's like, "I'm just going to ignore Mm -hmm. that you're using a prosthesis." Mm -hmm. He's like, "I know that you're using this device, and so I'm also going to make sure that like I'm." augmenting my own dance practice and my own teaching style to like yes. if, if you were unable to capture the technique based on how i'm teaching it i'm teaching it wrong the issue is not you right, right. and so I, I feel like he just underst- understands that so fundamentally and like understands how to like really really kind of like like kind of exist with both right like like being casual and like not do like not doing too much or getting to that weird point of pity but at the same time also addressing the reality of the fact that right. Vita uses a prosthesis and like that's something that you also need to like be intentional around. And so I, I feel like he catches that balance really super, well. super well. Yeah. Again, I'll be handing out these stickers, but go Binda, here you go. <laughs> and yeah, I just feel like in general the the masculinity in question in the book is just it's just very refreshing. Yeah. And it and it's nice to see her with like v- vita chandra like all her, all these people so, it does make me still sad though that like vita still struggles so much with self-esteem and like mm. you know kind of pressures underneath the male gaze and things like that it makes me wonder just sort of like at large like is it like okay like these men slash i guess teen you know boys in your life may be healthy but like is the, like is the greater society still like Terrible. those teachings still kind of coming in yeah. you know so like that makes me a little bit sad, but I'm also like, but to your point, you know, I think developmentally, adolescence is also very sensitive time, and so I'm hoping that like with this journey is is also kind of a greater appreciation of 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 self, not ordained or given to her by these men, but like just through sort of the right like Possible her, her own you know progression in this in this journey,
1: right? Yeah. So I think you make so a good yeah. point. I think I think I think your point about the casualness plus the nuance of like the actual circumstance. Really speaks to the difference between compassion and pity, like I think
0: come on full circle. I know
1: right. It's almost like we did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that you I I, I I really think this is what 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 we can do as a society, like what we can learn from is th- when you care, you go into a place of respect, not right needing the person to fulfill your sense of ego, right? Mm -hmm. And I think if we really wanna think about how we move forward or how we, whatever, be a quote-unquote ally, whatever, be someone who Mm -hmm. has power, who helps someone with less power, I think it's it's really starting from this place of respect. And that respect Mm -hmm. has to come from your own humility. And that humility has to Mm -hmm. come from a place of introspection and asking yourself, what do I mean about anything, about life? Mm -hmm. You know, Govinda knows what he means because he's thought about it dance to him as a spiritual practice he studies under this teacher because clearly he believes in her philosophy and the philosophy mm-hmm. the principles that he's spoken I don't know about the singing I don't know I can't sing but but right he can say what the <laughs> philosophy is and and he follows and he believes in it and it's how he moves through the world and how he treats other people Jim expresses why he's doing this he was inspired he clearly has a love for for his whatever medical or engineering practice that he has he has a, a love for mm-hmm. for dance and movement and people and travel and helping people. And he has he has he's thought about what he believes and what he means and what he wants mm. to express in this world. Not unlike dancing, if we really think about mm. it, right? And with that assuredness or at least that internal strength, that's where their ability to be in community with others and use whatever privileges mm. they have responsibly comes from. Now, right. I'm sure and then Patty, we completely Patty has this great story about how much she loved her her husband and how he died when they were when she was younger and she had to she was a widow and she had to do all this stuff by herself, you know, and she has this inner strength. And with that inner strength, mm. that's where she's coming from to to nurture and to be there for Veda. Like there's like a lot and that is that unlike dancing? Everyone's like, don't do this because she like cooks mm. and she does like she loves cooking for feeding people and like not just feeding people like her family, but I mean maybe she's feeding mm-hmm. everyone. Anyway, not the point. And I think <laughs> it's it's that inner strength, right? It's that sense of resolve. Or who I am, I and knowing who you are, that allows for this humility, which comes with it, compassion, which makes the world a more mm. lovely place. So, if you're wondering, like, how do I become the type of person who helps other people? First, ask yourself, like, what do I hold to be true? What do I believe in?
0: Mm. So. I love this because it's also like, I think going back to dance metaphors, it deconstructs the idea that yeah. That that strength is all about the physical, Mm -hmm. and it it speaks so much more to yeah the personal, the spiritual, the the intentions we set. Ooh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm. Fuck it up. I well, I mean, I don't have anything Ah! else to say. Um, I don't know if you had any other points, but yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah, I fuck with this book heavy. I'm excited for part two. It's just it's a very like. it's a good book it's just i mean there's a lot going on obviously it's a very emotional book Mm -hmm. there's a lot taking place but it just it it, it makes me hopeful i i feel like reading this story i feel a lot of hope hope. and even just seeing vita's resolve and like just and also just how quickly she developed it right like she from the beginning was like i'm going to dance again again. fuck all y'all like fuck fuck, i mean she didn't say fuck all y'all but she was like udayana fuck you at mm-hmm. least because girl you over here bugging but like well i think it's a rap like i'm i'm getting back to the stage Y'all got me fucked up and i just feel like that's such that's yeah to see that was just was, was yeah just very it's just really dumb yeah
1: and i think chandra says that right she's like what you have always had is a determination right and and mm-hmm. she you know she thinks about her dancing as what is impressive which is true but it's her dancing is a manifestation of her determination and her Oh come on maybe if you're a toddler cl- climbing a ladder to touch the like the foot of shiva and and and, and the dancers like that's that's a level of determination Blake. that right <laughs> that's what really is her source of of, of strength is this internal right. determination that being said if you go through a terrible accident and have ptsd and lose your right leg and that you don't recover quickly—that is excessively okay because yes, life is hard, and I, I guess I want to say it's like you—you you know, when bad things happen to you, you don't have to recover quickly. You can. Exactly. Like, sorry. All right. If you Definitely. think that we maybe lost the thread a little, you know where you can tell us Twitter at the color pages. <laughs> or if you're like, man, I really want to get into transcendental dance moves. Well, you can tell us that on at these color pages on Instagram. What? We have mm. an email, these color pages at gmail.com. We do. Come on. And a website, these dot pages.com. Woo. Mm, <laughs> fuck it up. Yes.
0: And. If this show brought you any love, light, delight, mm, yes, cuz what is it? Poetry. <laughs> leave us some love wherever you're listening to this podcast. Could be Apple Podcast, mm. could be Spotify, Ooh. or not, totally fine. However, wherever it is, please just leave us, you know, a little, little comment, moment, yes. a little rating, a little review. You know, we love to see it also if you just really like this episode and you were like you know what i need more in my life transcendental dance practices you know what i need healthy masculinity Ooh. you know what, I, mean? what did I need chandra marcy and akko eating apples and talking <laughs> shit like whatever whatever this episode gave you like just send it to somebody else that you would ju- that you're mm-hmm. like you know what this person needs this i'm gonna just send it to them just send it to them no context nope. just send them the link and then just like throw your phone to the nearest river like just come- then move to a different country like literally just like do that because oh like God. that's the chaos we need in our life lives and it helps our community to grow and be even better
1: <laughs> Does it? um
0: <laughs> and i guess like i don't know next time i guess we'll do part two we'll talk about the rest of a time to die on. but between now and then aqua is there anything else we should leave our listeners with before we head out
1: no just until we see you next time remember to stay,
2: stay colorful, colorful.